0: Welcome back, everyone. We're here for the March episode of Make Friends Radio. We've got an excellent mix this month provided by Andrew Dana of the Maui House Collective. And we also have uh, my dear friend, Brian Bassett, to come tell us a little bit about what he's going on, some of his experiences, and to talk to us a little bit about uh, what he's done for the Sacramento scene. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my friend Brian.
1: Hello. Hello. Uh, Nice to hear everybody. See everybody. Um, It's been a hot minute since I actually had to talk about myself. So forgive anything that sounds a little bit too grandiose or sideways or weird. Uh, I'm really happy to be here, though, because Chris is a longtime friend, um, somebody who supported me in the early days of uh, some of the best stuff that I've done in my career and stuff that we're going to talk about. So um, listen up, people.
0: Yeah. So one of the first things that I just want to make a mention of is your involvement and in probably spearheading uh, the legendary Pure Tuesdays, which, uh, as I'm sure all of you can tell, took place on Tuesdays at the Rage, uh, which I believe now is Kohl's. Uh,
1: it's um, actually my office is women's underwear at Old Navy. Uh, the the Rage itself is an Old Navy. Um, it's located next to Kohl's, which is correct. Um, it was also, uh, a long time Chinese buffet called Luau garden was, was the, the main part of the property that had the rage as its side piece. And, um, it, it still to this day is amazing to me that we did so much, uh, in that venue. It was a nightclub in a strip mall in Sacramento, California. And at one point, we were open seven nights a week. We were featuring guest DJs and talent that were unbelievable. You know, uh, I had a, a fantastic night with Timo Moss a million years ago. And it was so funny because he came in and he said, Sacramento on a Tuesday night? This is incredible. Timo loves. Um, so if that gives you any idea, it, it was a phenomenon. Um, it had people that are instrumental to nightlife in Sacramento. Um, DJs, promoters, dancers, bartenders, everybody and any person you could probably think of um, at the time used to come in and talk and hang out and experience Tuesday nights. Uh, It was one of the earliest nights that you could literally say the industry supported. Um, It was a night that, We would even have um, promoters and people from San Francisco come up. Uh, Peter and Give, who were legendary for their Spunday parties, um, would come up and canvas and flyer and hang out. (laughs) Um, I used to uh, have a great connection with Martin from The Gathering, and Martin would uh, basically say, Hey, mate, Uh, I got some talent coming in. Why don't we do a night at... Uh, your your night on Tuesday and then they'll play the gathering or a basics and and yeah happy healing love and (laughs) feeling so it kind of tells you that it was everybody and anybody kind of did stuff and it ran I want to say Eddie Adul was actually the founding father of Pure Tuesdays I didn't come in until they were already I want to say two years down the road um, and my involvement came out of a, a ending of a bad partnership of another night that was going on that uh, I was doing at, at a wonderful place called Malarkey's, which a million other people have done nights there, uh, including our our podcast host Chris. Um, did a night there, and uh, it's been many many things. Fishbowl. Uh, it was the the Tower Club, all those things in between. But when I was there, it was Malarkey's, and um, I had a partnership that dissolved a night that was on thursdays called real and i literally came in to a discussion with eddie Adul because i was mad i was pissed i was overworking with the people i was working with and he said come and visit me at the rage and i said "Ugh, i don't want to go there i don't want to hang out there he just just come out there eddie was wonderful got me drunk <laughs> calmed me down um introduced me to the owner And the owner was asking me, oh man, you're working at this place downtown, you're doing these numbers, why didn't you ever thought about doing something with us? And I said, I just don't like this club. (laughs) It's not anything I'm interested in. And uh, he had mentioned, he said, well, we have a house night on Tuesday." I said, no, you don't have a house night on Tuesdays. I said, you have a night where you have two resident DJs that play the same records every single week. That's not house music. That's not the culture that I'm into, I'm into all of it as well. I don't necessarily pigeonhole myself ever with just one style of DJ or music. That was another thing that people didn't realize about Pure was that I never followed a music policy where I'm going to book only this type of DJ or I'm going to do this. And to this day, I I still laugh because I did combinations of shows that people – had no idea that they would see these type of artists put together on the same lineup. Um, you know, but, uh, to make a long story short, the owner was really fast, talked really quick. Um, we met three or four times and, uh, he said, let's just try it out for a month. Um, and you know, no bragging aside or any real like sense of going over the top. We started off with a simple lineup, A four-week flyer um, put my nose to the ground and started running and brought in friends that was my whole process of thought for most of what i did was pure was i want to throw a great party and have all my friends come out that was the basis behind it Um, the very first night that i did there was uh, my longtime friend partner uh, mike moss was opening Um, and to give a lot of credit to the owners, the Wong brothers, um, they kept on, uh, Brian Brandon, who was one of the resident DJs and had us work together and develop a relationship. Um, so Brian opened, Mike came on in a second capacity. And then I brought out San Jose's Rick Preston, who is literally one of my oldest friends, literally somebody who musically I admire to no ends is a phenomenal producer. Um,
0: Coincidentally, both he uh, and Eddie O'Doul were guests last year on the show, so probably thank Brian for our introduction to them. Um, but yeah, so so tell us a little bit about those those days where we would have Diesel Boy and Colette, or how you'd have someone random breakbeat head like me and a drum and bass or whatever it was.
1: Well, you know, it, it, the, the Diesel Boy and Colette thing was was literally. Um, me playing into the fact that there was availability. Um, I'd already booked Colette. Colette was solid on a date, and that's something to me out of being a promoter. I'll never put myself in a position where I'll cancel somebody to make money. I'll never drop somebody because there's a better opportunity or artist. I just, I don't agree with it. My word is my bond. If I tell you I want you to play, I want you to play. And it was literally a conversation that was for two seconds where the agent that represented diesel boy called me and said, Hey, uh, we have availability on this date and really want Damien to play. And I said, well, you know, I'm booked. I, I can't do it. I have Colette, f- you know, from Chicago was going to come and play. And ultimately, uh, when, I sat there and was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Is there anything you can do? Give me another date because I really would like to get Damien in this room. They started talking to each other, and they were going to try to come up with another date. And this is the beauty of that whole date was Colette knows Damien. They talked, and she called me back, and she said, I have no problem opening for him if you think that you can get away with that. I sat there and thought about it and I went, how crazy would that be? You know, I was already experiencing in in my perspective as the promoter of an event that had done well and gone on for a number of years. I was already feeling this huge division in the dance crowd based upon the simple fact that, you know, you had these drum and bass kids that didn't want to, you know, mellow out to house music. You had house heads that were like, we can't handle this clippity clappity, bing, bang, boom, drum and bass stuff. And I was like, you know what? There's a world for this where we can all come together. There's, there's a way for us to, to meet and to see because it's all nightlife. It's all dance culture. It's all part of, you know, the electronic vibe that we want to all experience. And, you know, that was, that was a big, factor for pure was that I just never wanted it to be one thing, you know? Um, so make a long story short, Colette opens for diesel boy. Um, at the time we had a side room that, uh, Maddie was hosting. It was called Coversion and it was predominantly drum and bass and breakbeat in that room. And those guys were cool because they went, okay, we're going to open up, in here doing drum and bass and the drum and bass heads that are here to see diesel boy can come in and hang out in the side room while Colette's playing and the house heads are doing their thing. And as soon as Colette was done, they came out to enjoy diesel boy and the house heads, uh, we had, I want to say it was Jake Esparza. And uh, I want to say one other, I can't remember who, who else was on the lineup that night, but, um, we had a house in the side room. So, utilizing both of our spaces and meshing a crowd and having just a wild night just turned into a memory that so many people to this day have said that was incredible you know followed up a couple months later which was one of my favorites that just made me laugh because it was all main room and it was all one one party uh who would have ever thought you would have seen marcus from kick drum open for dj rap I just have to say, you know, uh, DJ rap being another phenomenal artist, somebody that we were super excited. Her very first time ever playing in Sacramento, um, was just unbelievable. Uh, so much fun. And, uh, we had promotion from David X on his X beats radio show. And the, that was, you know, radio still had a ton of power at the time and was pushing it hard and we did you know all this you know debut blah 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 and she had a commercial album that had done really really well it was funny because we actually had like mainstream audience people that kind of showed up for the night thinking they were going to hear like you know her uh, I want to say that the single bad girl and whatnot was off her her artist album and you know now she came in and played jump up drum and bass and just hit off hit everybody in the face with beat after beat and uh we were sitting there afterwards talking about it and she goes do you think i I, do you think i I hit him a little hard and i'm like you might have chopped off a few heads but it was it was incredible you know and and uh i I wouldn't trade some of those memories for anything you know
0: there were some uh very good memories for me too i just uh every time i see you i think back to those times and you gave me uh, my i wouldn't say start in sacramento but some of the bigger shows that i played right out of the gate um more from you, I think I played with, uh, with rap one time um, and m- many others. I mean, literally, you uh, you always had my back, and I very much appreciate that. So let's let that transition into what are your current thoughts on today's music scene in Sacramento? It seems like we have so much going on. You know, there's the Requiem parties I made mention of uh, last year, or uh, I'm sorry, last episode. We've got the This block parties. We have the Soul Sundays you have the uh, the day house parties that, uh, that are some of my favorites. So tell me what you think about everything that we have and the opportunities that we have and maybe who you have your eye on.
1: You know, it,
0: it, Sacramento,
1: and, and I've always said this, you know, it's scary for me to admit it, but I literally have had a 30-year career in Sacramento. Um, people don't realize that before I ever did Pure, Um, I was a a teenage, uh, delinquent and met my friend Eddie Adul when we were both in our Gothic industrial phase in, uh, I'm going to date myself. This is going to be good. Uh, most of you weren't born. Uh, 1986 is when I met Eddie Adul and we started hanging out and he went by the name Fast Eddie and, uh. Slade, Slade, industrial music we were we were we were fans of everything that was electronic and fun and nutty and wild and punk and whatever but um to make a long story short you know there's so much great talent in this town there are so many good ideas and so many different like venues and it's it's crazy because i was talking to ben rosenberg from midnight events who I do shows with on a regular basis, uh, at the park ultra lounge. Um, we have Moxie coming up, uh, March 21st. I'll, I'll promote that. Um, they're phenomenal. Something I discovered through him and, you know, talk about trap and, and bass music and, and, uh, mixing in hip hop. They're phenomenal. You know, these two crazy middle East dudes that just absolutely hammer it. Um, and we had them last year, and this is their return appearance. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know that uh, Requiem has just been did a great show uh, versus us. Uh, uh, the same night we had uh, Wolfgang Gartner. I wanted to say they had, uh, I believe it's Requiem. It was Jody uh, from uh, Way Out West was uh, was in town. So I mean, the 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 talent is here. That the, the they're bringing in heavy hitters, um, and. A lot of times I'd laugh. i go, okay, it's fine to spice it up with the heavy hitters, but th- the local talent, oh my God, you know, the local talent. And, and that's one of my things f- when I do day house is my nod is always to local guys that I feel don't get the opportunity to play out as much as they should that I, I don't want to put any restrictions on them because I think musically their ears are phenomenal, you know, um, it, it's, it is, it's great. I mean, Cantos is a beast. I absolutely respect love. The guy has had heart since day one. Uh, since I met him as he walked in the door at pure Tuesdays, you know, couldn't miss the hair at the time was, was, was probably, you know, eight, nine inches long standing straight up, you know? Um, and he just has always been somebody who's just down for the music, down for the people in his town, down for just people dancing, you know? Um, I never, ever took any sides with any cruise beefing with each other, which, you know, over the years you hear people, oh, we didn't get along with those guys, or we didn't do this or that. Um, I just look at, the, there's just so much influence and so many people, you know, uh, that, that, that bring it together. Um, it, this summer is probably going to be bananas, you know. I know people are working on all kinds of shows. I'm working on shows. Um, I, I'm in the middle of trying to confirm our day house for Memorial day weekend. Um, as soon as I get that put together, I'll make sure to put it on social media, let everybody know uh, as best I can. Try to let these guys know. Chris will definitely, hopefully plug us on the podcast down the road a little bit. Um, you know, uh, my biggest thing is, is when you talk about Sacramento is that, I'm finally happy to see, after a long, long time, that there's support for Sacramento, you know? I I used to feel, especially back in the Pure days, that we were an afterthought to San Francisco, you know? That anything we did, that Sacramento DJs didn't get the respect in San Francisco, that for whatever reason, if you had a booking where I book so-and-so big name DJ to play in Sacramento, if they had them in San Francisco on Thursday night, that people would choose that they would rather go to San Francisco. Um, I'm, I don't know whether it's a, a really good thing or it's a, or if it's a bad thing for San Francisco, but you don't have that taste making type of, you know, influence coming out of San Francisco anymore. Uh, the venues have changed a lot. The, the nightlife industry changed a lot. I, I mean, I'm no expert, but I think their economy and the cost of living down there has changed a lot. So the people that made up a lot of their artist core and, and kind of a hip nightlife crowd can't afford to party in San, in San Francisco anymore. So what's going on is Sacramento's got a cool scene, you know, uh, I look at what the craft beer guys are doing and we're getting known for beer, you know, which you got people coming in from all over the place going Sacramento is like top five U S for beer, you know? So anytime we can get new influences in Sacramento, it's, it's such a good thing, you know?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, to speak to the, the beer thing, uh, I hope to be able to reach out to some of the brewers or some of the, the managers at, uh, some of these local places and, see if they might come talk to us about music. It might not be electronic music that they're into, but hey, we're not trying to limit it to that anyway. So uh, yeah, before we introduce the the guest and kind of what we have planned here, is there any shout outs you'd like to give?
1: Uh, I just wanna say just thank you to so many people that uh, have supported me over the years and that have given me um, the opportunity to bring talent and to share my love of music with them. Um, there's nothing I've ever wanted to do other than watch people lose their minds and just go nuts every night. So
0: thanks for having me. Of course. And shout outs to Eddie. Uh, I did not know that you were the founding father of, uh, of Pure. So Brian put me on game and uh, my apologies for not mentioning that, my friend. Much love, dude. So this month's mix comes from our new friend Andrew Dana from the Maui House Collective when I asked him to provide a mix, he jumped to the opportunity, and he asked if two hours and 15 minutes was an okay time for a mix, to which I responded, absolutely. And uh, this is a pretty fun mix, actually. I've listened to it two or three times already, and it's spacey, it's dreamy, it's uh, sunrisey, sunsetty, it's you know everything in between there. And uh, just really thankful to have gotten the opportunity for him to provide something to us. I actually met him when Jasmine and I were in Maui for our proposal, and we stopped by his bar that he manages, uh, the Dirty Monkey in Lahaina. And uh, I was shocked because I walked in, and right there on the door it said, uh, "This Friday we're going to have Marquez Wyatt." So I walked in and asked, you know, who who's responsible for this? What? How do I find out more details? So it turns out they that. He had booked him. They had him booked for a, a beach party the next day, unfortunately, because Jazz and I had so much planned. We didn't get a chance to go. But as soon as I got home, you know, I reached out to him and thought, told him that I thought everything was really cool. Come to find out, he's doing huge parties. Actually, this month, uh, March 29th, they are throwing the Tropical Oasis Retreat in Maui featuring uh, Christian Martin, Gypster, Sunshine Jones, and uh, Galen, which I believe is from San Francisco. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to our our new friend, Andrew Dana, and hopefully it melts your face. Thanks, everyone. have it. Another stellar mix from another stellar guest. Hopefully everyone enjoyed that uh, just as much as I did. And again, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, would very much appreciate if you threw us a like on SoundCloud, on MixCloud, on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page, and just communicated with us, letting us know that uh, you like what you're hearing. And of course, if, if you'd like to be featured or you have some ideas on who would be cool for us to reach out to, uh please do so. We are available for open communication. And the whole point of this podcast is to make friends. So hopefully, if if you're not already our friend, you're gonna be our friend real soon. Till next month, everyone. Take care. Peace.
2: Baby shark do do, do, do. baby shark babe.